but I like for you guys to know that I'm going to be there. But I've been kind of unreliable the past three weeks because I have had some issues with my recording software. So I'm recording this right now, and I'm hoping all is going to go well. And if it does, you will hear this this Tuesday, October 3rd. I have a really cool interview for you today. Now... Dreams are a rich resource that we can tap for guidance, insight, and inspiration. You want to learn how to remember and record your dreams, how to specifically ask them for guidance or healing? Doesn't that sound really, really interesting? Now, I had a guest on my show a while ago, and her name was Laurel Clark. Let's just call her the dream lady. We're going to get right into her interview where, as opposed to talking about interpreting dreams just to interpret them, we actually go into how to interpret them for the purpose of your healing journey. Let's get right into this interview. No fluff today. Let's just jump right in with Laurel. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. So happy to have you here. As you guys know, I've been on this journey of finding really cool people to talk about different areas of healing and dreams I have actually, you know, dug into a while ago. I don't even know how long ago was I that I had interviewed you, Laurel, but it was over a year ago where I was just getting into self-development and this was something I was really curious about, but she had messaged me on Facebook in response to a post I had put up. And she wanted to talk more in depth about dreams and healing. And this is not even something that I had considered because I was getting hit with so many different ideas. But the fact that dreams are still really, really interesting to me, I wanted to have her back on again so we can go more into depth with this because I know there's a whole lot more that she knows about this stuff. Obviously, this is what she teaches. So, Laurel, why don't you get into, you know, a little bit about yourself because you were on the show a while ago. So people may not have gone back that far because it's pretty far back, probably over 200 episodes ago. And um, I'll post a link in here to the previous one as well. Um, But yeah, go into a little bit who you are, you know, what it is the heck that you do. And um, yeah, wherever it takes us. I'm, I'm really interested to see where this conversation goes. Okay, great. Thanks for having me back on again. 
Uh, my name is Laurel Clark, and I am a teacher. I'm an author. I do um, lectures and workshops in the areas of metaphysics, dreams, visualization, anything that has to do with the inner resources we have. And one of the reasons why I'm so interested in dreams is that they are an amazing resource. Everybody dreams every night. A lot of people don't remember their dreams, but we all have dreams. And I've myself been keeping a dream journal for 40 years now and have learned how to interpret dreams. It's only been within the past, oh, maybe 10 or 20 years that I discovered the great potential that dreams have for healing. So there are people who have found out from dreams about cancer, for example, before a doctor's test showed it up, so they were able to get early treatment. With myself, I had um, a very interesting voice message in a dream that gave me a healing message, and then I had that confirmed the next day in my waking state. And that dream is actually featured in a new Chicken Soup for the Soul book that's out that's called Dreams and the Unexplainable. And um, there's many stories in there. The one that I put in there was really very unexpected and amazing to me. So um, should we get into that now or do you have some? No, go, go right into it. I'm curious because, yeah. you know, those books are all over the place. So I'm really right. excited to read your story. Well, I, it was a time in my life when I did a lot of driving. I uh, am a teacher with the School of Metaphysics, and I was supervising schools in different cities. And it was in the winter. I was in St. Louis, and I needed to get to Lexington, Kentucky. So we had a huge ice storm, and I postponed my trip for a few days because, well, for a while, the highways were closed down, and then even though they were open, they were a mess. And I finally couldn't wait any longer. I had to get on the road. So I'm driving east on this interstate highway. And it was covered with ice on one side. There was only one lane open. And it was pretty terrifying to do the drive. There were semi-trucks that were off the road. You could see that there were crashes all over the place. So I was very tense mentally, emotionally. And I was very tense physically. I didn't use the cruise control. I had my foot on the gas pedal and I'm gripping the steering wheel because um, I needed to be cautious and I was also afraid seeing all these wrecks. So anyway, a drive that should have taken about five hours took me maybe seven or eight hours. And when I got out of the car, I could hardly even move. I had wrenched my lower back and it was really spasming, you know, from driving for so long, your body's in a not very natural position anyway. And then I was so tense. I just, I completely wrenched my back and I could hardly move. So I was pretty alarmed because I have a couple of friends who have problems with their lower back and both of them at different times have had their back go out that they literally could not get out of bed for days. And I knew that I couldn't afford to do that. So before I, uh, I went to bed that night, 
I don't even know what made me think of this. I'd never done it before, but I decided I was going to ask my dreams for help and healing. And I keep a dream journal, so I had it by my bed. And I wrote in the dream journal, I want to, two things. I want to wake up completely pain-free and I want to have a dream that is going to tell me what I need to understand or do to heal my back. So I wrote that down. I went to sleep. And when I woke up, as I was in the process of waking, not completely awake, you know, that kind of half asleep, half awake state. Yeah. Mind, I heard walk backwards. So I wrote that down in my dream journal. And then I came fully awake. And the first thing I did was kind of check out my back. And amazingly, I was pain-free. I mean, the pain that was so horrible the night before, it was gone. And so I was almost afraid to move because I didn't want the pain to come back. I looked at my dream journal and I read these words, walk backwards, that I hadn't even really remembered writing down. And I thought, that's pretty weird. But I thought, okay, I'll try it. So I, I walked backwards around the room I was in. And it, it felt pretty good. It, I don't know if you've ever walked backwards. I know little kids do that, but you have to move your spine in a different way to walk backwards than you do forwards. So I did that and I was moving kind of slowly because I didn't want the pain to come back. And then I had to get in my car again. I had to drive that day, which was probably not that wise, but I had no choice. So th this is the thing that was even more amazing is I had this cassette tape in my car. This was in the days when audio cassette tapes were still around. And a friend had given it to me, I don't know, maybe two months before that, three months before that. I'd never even felt like listening to it. But for that particular day, I had this really strong urge to pop it in the tape player. So I did. And it was um, an educational tape from a man who sells essential oils as a healing modality. And he was talking about some of the countries he goes to where he gets the herbs and the plants for these oils. And he was in China and he said on the college campuses in China, the students walk backwards because it adjusts their spine. So when I listened to that, I thought, you know, this is amazing because that's exactly what my dream said was to walk backwards. And I knew that the reason that I had that urge, that hunch to listen to the tape that day was to affirm the message that I got from my dream because that message was so strange that had I not had that waking intuition, I might have discounted it. I don't think I would have forgotten it, but I might have discounted it thinking, oh, well, that's just, you know, too weird. So that really inspired me to pay more attention to my dreams. And since then, I've had some other dreams that have had healing messages or healing images in them. That's pretty cool. That, <clears throat> yeah, that's really interesting. I've gotten, you know, little things here and there. Um, but yeah, to be able to actually write something down before you go to bed, I've tried doing that. I think we spoke about that on the last interview, mm -hmm. but I haven't been able to follow through with it. And it's something that's always been on my mind. I think it's just, you know, another thing to add to the list, but I'm really curious about that because that's just really cool. I mean, to be able to put all those pieces together 
and to walk backwards in your room, not even knowing why. And then to get that other message of the cassette tape, like I've gotten messages throughout the day to do certain things, things I don't normally do. Mm -hmm. And surprisingly enough, they turn out pretty cool. I can't think of a reason. I can't think of an example right now, but I know exactly what we're talking about. Like, why did you want to listen to that cassette tape? Right. There's a reason. You don't know why, but something's telling you to do it. Yep. And that's just a really cool story. So have you had any back pain since then? Um, I do sometimes, especially if I sit for too long a period of time. Sometimes my um, lower back will get sore. And actually, since having that dream and the waking message, when I think of it, I do walk backwards. Uh, There's a really lovely park near my house that I walk around and sometimes I walk part of the path backwards. You just have to be careful if you're in a public place that you're not going to crash into something. (laughs) So it's helpful if you have a companion who can say, hey, you, you know, you need to turn around now. Yeah. Also, you probably get the funny looks from most people. Like, why right. is this person walking backwards? Well, who cares really about that? Right. Um, <laughs> you just have to uh, accept that you're going to be different than everyone else in the world. <laughs> right. And that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. So that, that's a really cool story. So that's in which book again? The Chicken Soup for the Soul. What's it called? It's called Chicken Soup for the Soul, Dreams and the Unexplainable. And then there's another subtitle, 101 Eye-Opening Stories about Premonitions and Miracles. Okay. Okay, cool. Yeah, you'll definitely have to send me that link because I'm sure beside your story, there's, there's lots of interesting stuff in that right. one. Right. And then there's a book that I wrote that is called Intuitive Dreaming, and it also has some healing stories in it. Um, I've had some dreams that have voice messages like that walk backwards one. I had another healing dream. I had been experiencing some problems with my vision, particularly my um, right eye. And I asked one night before going to bed for some help or insight. And that dream was more symbolic. I have a friend who's a nurse And she was in the dream and she was telling me to use ear candles. So I wrote that down. And when I woke up, because she's a nurse, she symbolizes to me um, a healing type presence. And I thought, you know, that might make some sense because the ears, the nose, the eyes, they're all connected. And I don't know if you've ever used ear candles. They're... um, uh, they call them candles, but it's actually kind of like a tube that has wax that you put in your ear and you light it. And then the heat actually draws out any kind of infection that's in the ear. So I did that and I could tell that I had some sinus congestion that got cleared up, which did help my eyesight. So. Yeah, I have, I've definitely heard of them and I've gotten, um, I've, I've always had like bad wax buildup since I'm a kid. And it's something I've always wanted to try and more of, I've always thought about using it when I've had some sort of an issue, mm-hmm. but I've also wanted to try it just for the heck of it. So right. it actually worked pretty well. It did work well. It, it's kind of interesting. It's very helpful if you have a friend who can help you because you yeah, turn it you- on the side and then you put this candle in here and, um, light it and so you don't want to light your hair on fire so it's just it's helpful to have someone who can help yeah that would be that would be helpful (laughs) 
<laughs> it feels good. It feels kind of like um, if you've ever had an earache and you put um, a hot water bottle on it where you have the heat. Yeah. Nice warmth, but then also the fire actually draws out what's in the ear. So it, it feels good. Like you can feel it clearing whatever's in there. I'm sure you could do a nice meditation during that too, because I'm sure it takes a little while to actually you have to sit there and wait for it to do its thing, right? Does, does it take a long time? Um, no, it actually doesn't take very long, a, a couple of minutes. Okay, yeah. Sounds interesting. It might be a good thing to try this winter. I always like finding new different things to try mm-hmm. over the you know winter, trying to prevent any kind of sickness or, you know, someone's always getting sick, getting this horrible cold. I really haven't had that in the past, I would say, year, two years. That's great. That might be, I think, a fun thing to try. Mm-hmm. But um, getting back into what we were just talking about. So I know people are probably curious, you know, like you've been practicing this, practicing this thing for a long time, you know, dreams for a long time. You've been studying it for such a long time. Is this something that someone can really learn how to do, get into it? Like how do you suggest someone start trying to really – read their dreams for healing if they have a specific you know gut uh not if they have some sort of issue that they want to really look into like how do you suggest someone starts even trying to do this because some people might want to do it but they maybe they just i know the first thing is they have to believe it right they have to believe it they have to be aware of it but what does someone do how do they start doing this well that's a great question the first way to start is to learn how to remember your dreams because you could have the best healing message in the world but if you don't remember it what good is it going to do you so i recommend getting a notebook that you are going to use for your dreams and it can be anything it doesn't have to be a fancy journal it can be i actually like when the school supplies go on sale getting those composition books because you can get them for a quarter or a dollar. And then I like to decorate it to make it mine. So I'll save, oh, like nice calendars with nice pictures and inspirational sayings and either put a collage on the front of the journal. But I mean, really anything is fine. A pad of paper is fine. What you want is to have something that you're going to put by the side of your bed with a pen or pencil. And some people say pencil is better because If you're writing your dreams down in the dark, if the pen doesn't work, you can't really tell. Um, But I think either one is fine, pen or pencil. And then tell yourself before you go to sleep, I want to remember my dreams. And it's also helpful if you date the page for the next morning. So by writing the next morning's date on there, you're setting up an expectation that when you wake up, you're going to write something down. And you can visualize yourself doing it. Part of the challenge that people have is they're used to waking up and immediately starting to think about their day or they wake up to an alarm and they're kind of jolted awake. So if you can wake up without an alarm, that is ideal where you wake up gradually. If you really have to have an alarm, I suggest getting a clock radio that you set to some um, kind of gentle music so that you're waking up gently. And then first thing, before you talk to anybody, before you jump out of bed, write down whatever you remember. And even if you think it's not important, go ahead and write it down anyway. If it's just one 
scene or a feeling even, whatever you remember, write it down. Because what happens is we've gotten into a habit of not remembering dreams, jumping out of bed. And so it might take a little while to develop a new habit of lying there in bed, not with a snooze alarm to keep going back to sleep, but to listen to what your subconscious mind has to tell you and to write it down. And what happens is if you write something down, even a fragment that you remember, very often what happens is that by writing that down, you'll start to remember more. You'll remember more details, more of the dream will unfold. And with practice, you will have much better memory. If you wake up and you really don't remember anything at all, then still write something down in your dream notebook, like today I didn't remember my dreams, but tomorrow I will. Or to write, it's getting easier and easier to remember my dreams. Or anything sincere so that you get in a pattern or habit of waking up and writing something down. And then once you have what you've written down, then you can begin to determine what it might mean. There are classes you can take. That's one of the things I do is teach classes. There's online courses you can take. Um, I do recommend, if possible, to take a class rather than just going to a book and looking up symbols. Some books are pretty accurate. Some are way off base. So if you can get some guidance from someone who has knowledge and experience, that's helpful. And if you have a specific health issue, what you can do along with practicing writing your dreams down is to ask yourself before you go to sleep for some kind of insight or guidance or message in your dream that's going to help you with the healing process. Yeah, that's uh, <clears throat> definitely all very simple. It sounds very simple. I think it's just going to take some practice for some people like myself. Right. <laughs> yeah, because ever since getting into, you know, just a whole lot of self-development, which a lot of people are these days. And I feel like since I've started doing that, I can remember things a lot better. Mm -hmm. Dreams, I can remember things in my past. So it's going to take some practice. Right. But you know what? It's totally worth it because then you can really dig deeper into yourself and really start to listen to that voice in your head because the voice is there. It's always there. But you have to learn the difference between like your ego and your intuition. And that's, that's a tough thing for a lot of people. I'm still getting that. And I'm thinking it's going to take a long time to really determine you know, which is which, which to follow. So practice, 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 I think is a key. Do you have any other tips for, for someone who really wants to get into this type of work for themselves? Like you have any, anything that you remember when you, I mean, you, you started doing it such a long time ago, but do you remember anything that really got in your way? Maybe any kind of roadblocks that got in your way of doing this type of thing? Well, the first thing that you said in terms of believing that dreams are important I think that that is very important. I never had doubt that dreams were important, but I did sometimes have doubts about being able to have certain types of experiences, like 
dreaming of someone who's died and having them really come to you in a dream or having a precognitive dream, which means dreaming about something before it happens. Um, I'm still practicing to have lucid dreams. A lucid dream is when you are aware in the dream that you're dreaming. And so I think one thing that's very helpful if people have doubts and if they have difficulty with the belief process is to read books, not so much fantasy books, but to read books by people who have had dream experiences because that can help with the belief. And that's one of the reasons why I wrote this book, Intuitive Dreaming, um, which is uh, some of my stories about dreams as well as dreams that I collected from other people, really amazing dreams, like people who got business ideas from their dreams, um, healing dreams, dreams that inspired art or writing or creativity, um, visitation dreams, which is dreaming of someone who's died where they actually come to you in a dream. I had two very powerful dreams like that after my husband died. And I just find that it helps the believability to read other people's stories and to say, wow, if that person could have that happen, maybe I could have that happen also. And I know that um, Robert Wagoner, for example, is maybe the world's foremost expert in lucid dreaming. He um, had a book that came out recently called Lucid Dreaming, Plain and Simple. And that's one of the suggestions that he gives people who want to be lucid in dreams is to do some reading about lucid dreaming before you go to bed so that it's on your mind. And another suggestion that's helpful, although sometimes difficult, is to refrain from any electronic stuff for at least an hour and preferably two hours before sleep, like no computer, no cell phone, no TV, because there's something about the blue light and about the activity that occurs in your brain when you use that electronic stuff that actually um, interferes with dreaming and dream recall. And I have found that to be true. I mean, I don't always follow that advice. So <laughs> my cell phone right before I go to bed, it's harder for me to go to sleep and it's definitely harder for me to have deep dreams. Yeah, I can understand that. There's actually, I don't know if you have an iPhone or what kind of phone you have, but the last update, it gives you the option to, I don't know what it's called, but it's not the blue screen, but it might be something similar to that. There's a setting where you can set it for a certain time to turn off. Um, so the screen kind of goes like this yellowish, mm -hmm. so it doesn't interfere with as much. Like, I don't have a problem with sleeping. I've never had a problem with sleeping. So for me, the whole computer screen thing is a hard thing for me to do mm -hmm. because I don't have that problem that right. makes sense to you. Like I can just close my eyes and I'm, I'm sleeping within 10 minutes. Not a problem for me. But for most people, yeah, it, it will disrupt you trying to actually get a good night's sleep. And, right. you know, maybe by me just practicing doing that, maybe I'll be able to, you know, do this whole dream thing a lot better than I wanted to. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, it's really getting in the way, I feel like, of a lot of health-related things. The screen's everywhere. So, um, yeah, I think we all get that. We definitely all get that. But I want people to be able to find you. So tell us where we can find you 
And then also, um, I have the names of the books that you mentioned, but if you can just send me over those links and I'll include those as well. Okay. Along with anything else that you want. Mm -hmm. Um, I do have a website now that's new since we did our last interview. It is, um, my name, it's www.laurelclark.com. And I will definitely send the links. The book that I wrote is called Intuitive Dreaming. And the Chicken Soup book is called Dreams and the Unexplainable. And if people are interested in individual dream um, consultations, I do private dream consultations And I also offer workshops. There's a fantastic workshop about dream incubation that I do. And incubating dreams is where you specifically ask your dreams for something like healing, like uh, relationship guidance, creative inspiration, whatever you specifically want answers to. There's a step-by-step process you can go through to ask your dreams and then to understand the answers that the dreams are giving you. So um, my email address is laurel at laurelclark.com. That's easy enough to remember. Right? (laughs) Yeah. All right. Awesome. Thank you so much for this. I really love getting to this. And you know what? I like how simple this interview today was. It was more of a step-by-step. Mm-hmm. With a little bit of your story sprinkled in. So I'm sure this is one that you can constantly go back to and listen to and take down those steps. And I'll even include those steps that I wrote down. And um, I'll listen to this all over again so I can make sure that I did not miss anything. <laughs> yes, thank you so much for this interview today. I had a blast talking to you once again. I love having repeat guests on because I like to see how, you know, how they progress, what they're interested in now. Your website has changed. You have the book now. I just love to see how people progress in in their career and their passion, you know, what they're up to now. So thank you for being on here once again. Thank you for having me. Thanks for doing the show. It's great. Absolutely.